This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. So let me tell you about Taylor. First of all, I love her spirit. She is a substitute teacher. She is so wise beyond her years. And I feel like in just this short window of time, I've learned so much about her and from her. That's Jennifer Shay Love Long, one of three new hosts on a new podcast here at WBEZ called When Magic Happens. And she's talking about her co-host, Taylor Coward. I asked them to introduce each other, and here's Taylor on Jennifer. She's a voiceover talent. Uh, she does the Georgia Lottery. Uh, she hosts a show with Kiss in Atlanta, Georgia. She's a mom. She likes to spin like the bike one. Uh-huh. And she's a great, lovely lady. Oh, Taylor. <laughs> I'm an intense Googler. If you're on LinkedIn, I'm going to find you. If you're on Google, I'm going to find you. Listening to the podcast, you get to know the hosts. You get some gems from their guests for sure. But you also get to hear them become more comfortable with each other right before your ears. And this, I think, is the magic of When Magic Happens. Because, like, in some ways, race and gender issues have evolved for the better in this country. But in a lot of ways, we still looking real backwards in those departments. So to hear black women of different generations, different perspectives be vulnerable with each other, talk hair, work, representation, and anything else they find cringy or life-giving, it's a gift. The third host of the podcast, Cheryl Jackson, couldn't make it to the conversation, but I was happy to talk to Jennifer and Taylor. And the first thing I wanted to know was how things are going working on a podcast where you get so real with folks you are still getting to know. I feel like we all come from very different backgrounds. And so it's really nice to hear where people are coming from in their experience. I feel like we come from a lot of different geographical differences we have a lot of career differences some have kids some don't some you know it's just we kind of run the gambit and it's it's really interesting to get to mesh those together and see when we line up sometimes which is always like oh you know you did that too or (laughs) and so it's really cool been to be able to do that yeah I'm sure, I mean, for me, it creates a nice camaraderie, too, because I feel like you're the listener with me, you know, like you're learning. And also I'm learning when I'm listening to the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, Jennifer, I know that your day-to-day work is in media. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. Um, And you use your voice so much, um, more so in the commercial space, right? And this podcast is one, a public radio mm-hmm. <laughs> podcast. And secondly, it's, it's a personal kind of thing, right? You're sharing a lot of yourself. How different is this from the work that you do? Mm. This is really different mm-hmm. because, you know, one thing that is unique about that space is some things are kind of scripted. I know what I'm going to say. I know what I have to say. I know what I can't say. And, you know, this is different because it is coming from me. If I feel like it is requiring me to be more vulnerable in a way that I 
I'm typically not. I feel like I'm a pretty private person. And so even some of the things that I've found myself sharing is shocking to me. But, you know, it's interesting because I am enjoying this journey and kind of the process of being uncomfortable and 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 growing in a way that um and uh, in a way that I just I haven't done this before. Mm. You're out of your element. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything that's been surprisingly easy to get vulnerable about. Maybe our our body episode when we were just sitting down and we were talking about our literal body shape. And I was like, "You know what? I'm a pear. I'm going to come out and say it." <laughs> and Jennifer was like, "Hmm." what am I? And I was like, just come out. I was like, you're an hourglass. I'm like, come on, just be bold and just say it. Um, And so you don't expect to talk about those kinds of things publicly, especially in a room full of people. But, you know, you get excited about things and then the camaraderie that we're building as co-hosts, you want to share those things. Mm -hmm. And so you do get surprised Mm -hmm. at how it just kind of flows out sometimes. Um, can I just say, you inspired me in that episode. <laughs> you did, because I was like, wow, she is being so open and authentic about her body. And even my hesitation to say hourglass, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, why don't I just say that? You know, so I I, I see you, you inspire me in that way. I appreciate yeah. that because I always I like to watch Jennifer work. I think that goes back to. Mm-hmm. Kind of like learning what our relationship is like and getting into our relationship when she does a take. She kind of self-directs. So she'll hear a take she doesn't really like and she'll just have a quick pause and then completely repeat it in like the most perfect way. <laughs> and so now I've been trying to adapt that myself because it's it's very fun to get to watch a pro work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Taylor. You're welcome. <laughs> That's definitely a, a pro practice. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're like, all right, I know I need to just restart. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, one more time. Yeah. Anything cringy? Um, well, not cringy for me, but <laughs> <laughs> No, let's see. Anything cringy. I try to be I'm I'm like super lighthearted. You know, and so digging deep into some very serious issues Mm -hmm. for me, I wouldn't call it cringy, but it is definitely I have to be very reflective. Yeah. More Mm. intention. Yeah. More intentional. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely more intentional. Mm. How about you, Taylor? Anything cringe? If we if we're going back to cringy, um, I in what Jennifer just said about digging deep and how she's naturally lighthearted. I feel like I'm naturally not lighthearted. And so I do a lot of work to get myself there because I'm I'm a pretty I'm not a stick in the mud, but I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm not always as upbeat. And so getting into that space has been a practice, but mm-hmm. I think it's been good for me to work on and learn. Yeah. What have you learned about getting yourself into that space? Um that there's a time and a place for it. And that sometimes it can be, I feel like it's good in camaraderie and in building camaraderie. You don't always want to be hyper serious. I think people are kind of shocked when I turn it off, though. Um, <laughs> turn off. When I when I go into more of like more of a focused business type mode, okay. I think people are a little taken aback by it. Mm. Um, but it is who I am. 
And so I think I have been doing good work in learning from Jennifer and Cheryl of it doesn't always have to be that way. Mm-hmm. You can you can enjoy where you work and be light where you work. Mm-hmm. But I think it maybe comes from my background. So, you know, you you can't joke around with students that much. You you have to have a certain level of yes. seriousness. Yeah. And so seeing people that are in different professions and how they work has been beneficial for me in my mm-hmm. practice of putting a lightness mm-hmm. in my work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am very intimidated by working with young people for that reason because I'm like, I just want to be myself. No, you know? and it's like <laughs> they'll pick up on that, and then they're trying to follow you on TikTok and Instagram, and <laughs> you're not Taylor anymore. You're Miss T, and it just gets a little too familiar. And so I do have a very, and I'm I'm a five foot person with a Mickey Mouse voice, and so <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to put on a certain level of. I'm serious Uh in order to be taken seriously in that space. Yes. Hmm. That makes sense. Jennifer, do you end up spending quite a bit of time around the Gen Z generation? I do. Yeah. Just in the work that I do in Atlanta, you know, being connected to uh, radio there. And also, you know, I have kids as well. And so I'm interacting with Gen Z. But in interacting with Taylor, I love it because I get... I get more, you know, I get more sort of meat and depth as to maybe a rationale about something that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be having such a deep conversation about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you give me an example? Sure. Um, like, for example, we were talking about uh, financial planning. And Taylor said that she actually uses TikTok as a resource to gain information about financial planning. Yeah. and. So just just thinking about that, I'm like, oh, wow, that is that's interesting. You know, it's not necessarily my go to resource, but it's and hearing about her story and her perspective on how she even finds information. um, I thought that was really insightful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the the commonality, that common strand of being all identifying as black women. I mean, how does that add add a layer to to the way that you're interacting on the podcast? Well, just um, there's certain things you don't even have to explain, you know, like um, when we came in today, uh, Jennifer didn't want to sit her purse on the floor. I noticed that. And I, I, was like, I was like, the purse is in between us. Yep. I don't want to put it on the floor. I'm like, Jennifer, that's going to stop your money from flowing. Exactly. And, then, and then my purse fell off my chair and she immediately it ran and picked it up. Yes. And so Instinct. it's just some things that I think that that's kind of those magical moments of things that are within our social group and our cultural group and ethnic group that we don't have to explain because there's such common threads in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. But then you end up actively talking about it on the podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Which is, which is like things, those unex not unexplained, but the things you don't typically dive into are things that are interesting to talk about just, mm-hmm. just to hear the origins of them. So like going back to bodies when we talked about um, regional body differences and how Cheryl was like, you know, I was a bean pole in the South where thighs and bigger bodies were very favored. And so even though we're not from the South, Jennifer and I, it's still something that we understood because that's kind of an ongoing cultural thing. Um, and so it is really interesting to talk about those things and maybe share them with people that aren't aware of them. Mm-hmm. 
So the episode that came out today is about black women telling black women's stories. And I wonder about the black women that you know. And can you pinpoint one whose story you really would want to tell? I I would want to speak to the story of Southside black female nurses because that's a strong presence in my life because my mom is a nurse and black and on the South Side. <laughs> but also just the community, they're all pretty tight. Somehow or another, they all know each other. And they also are most times pillars of their community. And so, you know, they they are known by law enforcement. They're known by the firemen because those are the people that come to the hospitals. And I just feel like they have such deep-rooted and impactful connections in the city that I think are worth exploring because they're they're connections you wouldn't expect. Um, I was leaving the movie, I was leaving Harper Movie Theater in Hyde Park Mm. and there was a woman having kind of a mental crisis, a mental health crisis. And my brother and I were younger and we were a little scared to approach her. And she walks up to my mom and she's like, oh, thank God, pretty hair. I need you. And she knew my mom and like knew her by name. And my mom has had her as a patient like since like the early 2000s. And she's like, girl, I'm off my medicine again. And and, and she just knew my mom and just wanted to talk. And she was like, girl, give me a ride home. And like, that's how. That's how well they knew each other because you work long shifts and you see these people often who have to come to hospitals often because we don't have adequate mental health facilities. So they end up in hospitals or jails. And so my mom knows those people and she connects with those people. And seeing that always really stood out to me. So I would would want to talk about them. Yeah. What impact do you feel like telling that type of story would, would have? Just like getting to know the people who are keeping our communities going mm-hmm. and that they're to use a film title they're like hidden figures you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you don't really know what they do they do more than their jobs like it is not nursing to see an ex patient on the street and drive them home but it's what my mom feels called to do and it's what a lot of nurses do mm-hmm. and a lot of people that are in her network of nurses do all the time without recognition yeah mm-hmm. So near the middle kind of end of each of y'all's episodes on um, on When Magic Happens, you ask each other the question, what was magic mm-hmm. about that interview? Um, and I would want to know if you could, first of all, just tell me about your take on the concept of magic here. Um, what would you say in your own words does that refer to when it comes to black women? Well, when I think about magic, I think about how we are comfortable being uncomfortable, how we are able to, you know, make something out of nothing Mm -hmm. and really navigate situations that can be very mentally, emotionally, sometimes physically challenging and being able to... Make it happen. I mean, to me, that's what magic is to overcome adversity, to overcome the things that are obvious obstacles and still, you know, walk out of there with a smile on your face and and not a smile on your face because you're just putting a smile on your face, but a smile on your face because you feel good about how you 
have managed through that situation. And so those are the things I think about when I think about what's magical about mm. black women in particular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Taylor? Yeah, those those thing, things that we build up from nothing at times or things that we build up from difficult situations or just those little sparks that I talked about earlier when we find a common thread with each other mm-hmm. of like the purse situation. You know what I mean? Of like... <laughs> It's just some things that are unexplained, and so therefore they're magical at times. Mm. And so I think we have a lot of those moments, and it's interesting when we catch them on tape and can share them because people experience that every day in their communities. Yeah. And so it's nice to highlight some of them and hopefully have people thinking of their own magical moments in Black women's spaces. Yeah. Jennifer Shea Love Long and Taylor Coward are the co-hosts of the podcast When Magic Happens here at WBEZ. Jennifer Taylor, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. This was very fun. It was fun. New episodes of When Magic Happens drop every Friday. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to this and all the other podcasts at WBEZ on the WBEZ app. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Justin was also the engineer for this episode. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. Have a lovely weekend. I will talk to you on Monday morning. I do want people to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts and just say (laughs) what they'd be interested in hearing. Okay.